1: plan savings with three lines of t-mobile essentials versus comparable available plans plan features and taxes and fees may vary
2: hello fellow patriots greetings salutations welcome as we get underway with the five o'clock follies all eyes on the gulf of mexico at the moment and as always your input is invited, encouraged, and welcomed. Here is how you join me and take part in the conversation today. Just grab your phone, use the Ingalls Advantage talk line number, 800-347-1063, or the Common Sense Retirement Planning text line number, 71307. And we're joined this afternoon, and we appreciate his taking time because I know it is terrifically busy in NOLA, by Dave Cohen he is the news director of our sister station WWL in New Orleans uh it is a a incredibly busy time i know for you Dave and i appreciate your taking time to join us today
3: well you know it's it's unprecedented what we're about to see happen right now hurricane laura has winds of 145 miles an hour in the Gulf of Mexico and is forecast to have winds of 150 miles an hour when it makes landfall late tonight into tomorrow near the Texas-Louisiana line with what officials are calling an unsurvivable storm surge, a wall of water 20 feet high rushing ashore covering all one-story structures completely, many of them being washed away. And the National Hurricane Center says leaving neighborhoods unrecognizable and uninhabitable for weeks or months.
2: Truly incredible. I remember back to uh, to Rita, uh, a storm that came on shore as a Category 3. And I guess maybe one of the things that's been most impressive about Laura, Dave, is the speed at which this storm gained strength.
3: Yeah, there is nothing in the Gulf of Mexico now to inhibit its growth. There's no wind shear. There is no dry air like we just saw, uh, you know, a few days ago when we saw – You know, the hurricane fizzle out in the Gulf of Mexico. Mm -hmm. But this one, nothing to stop it. So it's gotten stronger and bigger. And now they're thinking it'll be nearly a Category 5 at landfall. Category 5 is 157 miles an hour. Now they're saying it's going to be 150 at landfall late tonight. We haven't seen a storm like that hit New Orleans or Louisiana uh, since 15 years ago when Katrina and Rita came ashore, right. and Rita is the one that hit in this same area, right near the Texas-Louisiana line, exactly. and now it looks like it's going to happen all over again.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I'm very familiar with, uh, with your area, Dave. Uh, years ago, back in the 70s, uh, I did the morning show at uh, WNOE radio uh, right uh, nearby uh, there on uh, Bienville in the quarter Mm -hmm. Uh, and fortunately uh, i was not there while many of these big storms hit but certainly when you look at the satellite imagery of this storm you look at the well-defined eye you look at the pressure uh, having dropped uh, tremendously just in the last 24 hours it's reminiscent to us here in south carolina of what hugo looked like before it came ashore near charleston
3: yeah, it's that classic hurricane with that really thick, well-defined eye wall, that perfect rotation, perfectly symmetrical, and it's scary how quickly it just keeps getting stronger. And every time the Hurricane Center puts out a new forecast, they're right. adjusting upward their expected landfall strength. And, it, you know, amazingly, some people still have not evacuated from coastal areas of Texas and Louisiana in the Cone. And that has officials both frightened and angry that some people aren't getting out. They say that when Rita hit 15 years ago next month, Mm -hmm. that Katrina had just been a few weeks earlier. So people had seen the images of what Katrina did to New Orleans and southeast Louisiana. So it scared them into leaving for Rita. Well, I talked to the mayor of Lake Charles this morning and he said, People aren't scared right now. Not enough of them anyway, because too many people are staying. And then you add in that they're because of covid, people are afraid to leave because they don't want to end up getting on buses with too many people or in shelters with too many people. Mm -hmm. It's making it very difficult. They are sheltering people in hotels instead of gymnasiums and things like that to keep them socially distanced. But some people aren't going to leave, which had the sheriff down there urge people to write their name and social security number and put it in a ziplock bag in their pocket so that they can identify them afterwards
2: holy cow boy that's a that's a terrifying prospect i know uh, i'm a a recovering tv meteorologist among other things dave and, and i know <laughs> that in 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 meteorology in studying hurricanes uh, to uh, to categorize or to use a metric for a, uh, an intensifying storm, uh, the, the National Hurricane Center looks at how many millibars of pressure the storm has. And the rule of thumb is, if it drops 24 millibars in 24 hours, it is a significantly uh, increasing, uh, in, in terms of intensity, storm that is headed mm-hmm. for you. And in fact, with Laura, the pressure from yesterday to today, earlier today went from 990 millibars to 952 more than twice the metric. That's a scary prospect
3: and it's 947. Now it just fell further. Oh, so boy. that's why it's continuing to intensify and why there's increasing concern about the massive devastation wherever that eye wall does come ashore that it's going to leave and I guess the only saving grace is that much of the coastal area, at least, hasn't Mm -hmm. rebuilt from Rita. That A lot of that remained just camps and, you know, smaller structures, not permanent homes and businesses. But they're saying this 20-foot storm surge is going to extend 20 miles inland. Holy cow. Yeah, it may make it all the way to the I-10 is what they're telling us now. Oh, man. So. That's yeah, and very concerning.
2: Yeah, it certainly is, Dave. When you consider that that storm surge, uh, separate from wind speed and, and everything else associated with the hurricane, storm surge is responsible for half of the deaths uh, in hurricane situations. That that really is a scary prospect to consider. What are Absolutely. the uh, what, what what kind? Of, I, I know that that people in your neck of the woods are very familiar with dealing with these, but because we've had some in the past that have fizzled out uh, before they actually reach short, is that, you think, contributing to, to people uh, not being as frightened as they should logically be from the approach of this storm?
3: Well, I'm sure you all use the term there that we've heard here lately, hurricane hurricane amnesia, right? where if it's been more than five years, you see a percentage growth in the number of people who don't evacuate 10 years it goes up 15 years it goes up and it's been 15 years now since any major hurricanes have hit louisiana mm-hmm. and you know they had harvey in texas but even the governor of texas said they're not seeing the kind of evacuations that they want they're near the louisiana line and we don't know if it's coronavirus we don't know if it's the unprecedented nature of everything that's happening in 2020. You know, we did, people aren't telling us why they're not evacuating, but officials are telling us there are too many people who are staying put and think they can ride this out. Maybe, just maybe, now that these forecasts have gotten for nearly Category 5 strength, right. that that will finally get the last people who are hanging on to get out. We well, don't wait, if know that,
2: that. Yeah, if that doesn't do it, I don't know what will. What's the timeline that you're looking at right now, Dave?
3: 1 a.m. this morning is the predicted landfall, which makes it even worse because it happens in the dark of night. Yep. You know, once the winds get over 40 miles an hour, they won't send search and rescue crews out mm-hmm. to help people. And if you're looking at a 20-foot-tall wall uh, 20 foot tall wall of water washing in in the darkness of night, I mean, that just complicates things even more. We know that with Katrina in coastal Mississippi, uh When that happened, it picked up casino boats on the coast and threw them over the beach road. Oh, and two story homes were knocked off of their slabs and washed away. And that's the same kind of prospect they're facing now. And it has officials very concerned about what they will find or what they won't be able to find once they go back.
2: Yeah. And and another aspect of this is that a storm of this strength, typically uh, when they, they reach landfall, they begin to spawn tornadic activity all over the place. And tornadoes in the dead of night is another really terrifying prospect.
3: Yeah, and those tornadoes may stretch as far as here in New Orleans when the storm makes landfall at the Texas line. So we're talking about the entire state of Louisiana, from Texas to Mississippi, under the threat of that tornadic activity. And this is a big hurricane, too. Yeah. The, yeah, the, hurricane, the, the hurricane force and tropical storm force winds uh, extend out much, much further than we just saw with Hurricane Marco. And it's, it, it's got every element that you don't want in a landfalling hurricane we are now seeing in Hurricane Laura.
2: Isn't that the truth? Dave Cohen, he is the news director for our sister station, WWL, in New Orleans. Know that our thoughts and prayers are with everybody along the Texas and Louisiana Gulf Coast, Dave, and we're hoping that you guys will all come through this safe and sound.
3: Yeah, well, we know that there's going to be devastation where it comes ashore. We're just hoping everyone gets out of the way. You can replace your home. You can replace your business. You can't replace your life.
2: Amen to that. Dave Cohen with uh, WWL. Dave, thanks very much. I know it is a t- it's a—it's the understatement of the day to say it's a busy time for you, and I appreciate yeah, your taking you time much. to talk with us about it today. Uh, God bless, and, uh, and be safe, my friend. We will try. <laughs> thank you, Dave. 516 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more as we cruise on here on Hump Day on WORD. Uh, Here we are bumper to bumper in the 5 o'clock follies in the Bobby Mac show on Hump Day, 22 after 5 o'clock. And uh, seems like as good a time as any to uh, work in today's edition of, well, I'll let the singers say it. Boneheads in the news. And as always, joined for uh, Boneheads by the Bobettes, Miss Moneypenny, safely ensconced in her hazmat suit in the studios. Hi. Which are, what, pretty much a ghost town?
0: There might be three cars in the parking lot.
2: (laughs) Truly incredible. And, of course, little Annie from a covert newscasting locale. Hi. There she is. Speak up, Annie. Oh, I'm so naughty. I have my radio on. Hold on. (laughs) Hey. There you go. All right. Can you can you crank her volume level up a little bit, money penny? Say hello again, Annie.
1: Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, yeah, that's better now.
2: Okay, here we go. Yes. KFC, <laughs> you know of course they are famous for their motto, it's finger lickin' good.
5: <laughs>
2: uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh is right. In the uh, age of the uh, pandemic, it is now gone from their advertising. It is the tagline that Kentucky Fried Chicken, as they used to be known, but now they just shortened it to KFC because they want to mention that It's fried, you know, uh, for 64 years. So, sadly, we will no longer hear Colonel Sanders saying this. I'm Colonel Harold Sanders, and I'd like to tell you a little bit about my Kentucky Fried Chicken. It's the only way that you're going to get chicken that is finger-licking good. If you want Kentucky Fried Chicken, you have to visit me. No more finger-licking good, I'm afraid, because licking your fingers, of crazy. course. Uh, what's that, Annie?
5: That's way before he was so creepy.
2: Yeah, right, before, uh, uh, like the uh, Burger King, they they really went uh, creepy on us. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes a lot of gas can cause a big explosion. Uh, you'll appreciate that pun in a second. There's a 40-year-old woman by the name of Nicole Dozias who lives with her 59-year-old dad in a small house in, where else, Largo, Florida. Of course. Well, around 2 in the morning on Sunday, she was upset that her dad wouldn't stop... How should I phrase this? Passing gas. And they got into an argument over his excessive flatulence, and she wound up punching him in the face a bunch of times, and scratching him on the neck. Wow. Uh, Nicole bad. is now the guest of the Largo, Florida PD as she was arrested for a domestic battery. <laughs> How's this for uh, bad timing, ladies? Zoom? Have you all had to do Zoom meetings? Yes. I have. Yeah. Fun, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Especially when somebody shows up on there ill-dressed for the occasion, shall I say. Uh, Anyway, Zoom had a major outage Monday morning, just as millions of kids uh, were beginning uh, to start their school year. uh, They restored Zoom service around 10 after 1 Eastern time. And finally, I can't believe we have to say this again. When Zoom goes out, is it like like a snow day? Uh, That's a good question. I doubt it. Can't believe I have to say this again, but do not, I repeat, do not drink bleach as a cure for the Chinese flu. Believe it or not, the Poison Control Center in Dallas says they have had 46 cases of people drinking bleach so far this month. That's uh, pretty scary in itself. Maybe they heard... Uh, the Statler brothers singing about the new virus. <laughs> Sounds like this. <laughs> Money Penny is searching for it. There we go.
4: New virus
2: <laughs> Inside us <laughs> No, not again. Please don't <laughs> let it find us New virus Now, I don't mean to preach, but I told all of my friends, they're
4: going to need a half gallon of hydrochloroquine, hydroxy,
2: but you got the flu, well, I learned this watching the YouTube, just take a drink of your favorite. Us. Please don't let it find us. New virus. Thank you. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, I thank love you. It. Yeah, there we go. That uh, was great. It is. Uh, it is mutating uh, everywhere, and uh, where we're all going to die.
0: <laughs> Does that mean we'll all be X-Men? Wow,
2: well, I hope so.
0: No, no. You know X-Men. You know Charles and Xavier. What kind yeah. of
2: superpower would you want, Bobby? Mm. How about the uh, the superpower to, uh, well, you know, I hadn't <laughs> thought about it. I don't know. You know what superpower I could, superpowered. I, I could use? I could use the superpower to be able to hit a golf ball like Dustin Johnson. <laughs> that is not a superpower. It, it is the way he does it. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. There we go with uh, Bonehead's uh, ATF, by the way. We'll be along uh, in the next hour as well. Amazing true facts on the way. 529 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Uh, Annie is ready from her covert newscasting location. And I'm right back on the other side with the last half of the 5 o'clock follies here on Hump Day. Walk 47 miles of barbed wire, use a cobra snake for a necktie. Come on, baby, tell me, who do you love? 5.36 now, 24 before 6 o'clock, the uh, 5 o'clock follies roll on here in the Bobby Mack Show. Apologies are due. I had some problems here at the uh, home studio today. Uh, I, I kept getting uh, 404, 404 uh, when trying to connect with the, uh, the, the text line at seventy-one three zero seven, and so i am horrifically in arrears on that in on the text line which i am now connected with hey bob the wife and i love your show thank you very much i was born in lake charles louisiana boy that is ground zero right now grew up there and a few other places i remember hurricane audrey in 1957 wow um He added to that, it killed 416 people. This thing that is coming is going to take a lot of people. Thanks for you and the ladies uh, that tell you what to say and do. (laughs) Well, somebody's got to. (laughs) Oh, sorry. uh, Elvira was sung by the Oak Ridge Boys, not the Statler Brothers. And actually, our version was not sung by either one. It was sung by the Bobby Mac semi-professional players. So there. Uh, Bobby, the only person who mentioned drinking bleach for the virus was the Chinese double agent, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Bobby, no oom bump up mao wow, mao (laughs) mao? No, sorry. Um, Bobby, with a 20-foot storm surge, the refineries are at risk as well. I just filled up. Others might want to do the same. Good advice. Bobby, I was in Pascagoula, that's Mississippi, for Hurricane Frederick in 1979. Large homes on Beach Boulevard suffered severe damage. When Katrina hit in 2005, some of those same homes were literally scraped off of Beach Boulevard. The devastation was everywhere, all the way from uh, Pascagoula to uh, Paschristian. Bobby got a report from a friend who lives in Antioch, Illinois. Uh, And, yeah, the uh, report that you had earlier about the capture of that uh, Kenosha, Wisconsin shooter uh, was about a mile away from here, a 17-year-old. Bobby, one hard lesson from Katrina. Always keep a hatchet or an axe and a sharpening stone in your attic so as the water rises you can chop your way out, before you drown. What a prospect. Uh, Bobby, so Democrats around uh, the country uh, shook this political process with support of violence and rioting. Yeah, until today, when uh, now Biden's advisors tell him, uh, hey, Joe, uh, you know, while you're down there what doing whatever you're doing in the basement, you need to issue a statement about this. People are being shot and murdered. And so uh, Biden comes out and says, well, uh, this is uh, not protest. This is needless violence. Well, thank you, Joe. Uh, master of belaboring the obvious. Uh, Bobby, they may not be evacuating because people have been uh, become so numb to mass media that they've tuned them out. Maybe uh, don't even know about the storm. I can't find words to describe how much I despise the media and what they have done to desensitize honest people. Uh, Bobby, Texas is such a large state. Do you know if there will be any effects in the Austin area? No, it's not going to get to the Hill Country. Uh, It is instead going to pretty much track due north is what the Hurricane Center is predicting now, going into southern Arkansas, then uh, turning northeast, across uh, middle tennessee and continuing to track uh, northeast uh, towards uh, philadelphia and then finally uh, back offshore Uh, okay so take your chances with an overblown cold or drown in certain death from a 20-foot sea surge tough decision (laughs) Uh, bobby yesterday was the anniversary of andrew and the class of 93 that never was. Yeah, big storm there in Miami. Uh, Bobby, get ready to hear about how Trump doesn't care about New Orleans and isn't doing anything to help. You bet. Those stories are already in the pipeline. Uh, Quickly, to the phones we go. Andy joins us from Taylor's this afternoon. Andy, thank you for waiting. Good to have you here, sir.
1: Hey, good to talk with you, Bob. Uh, You know I was also in media down there in Louisiana for a little while. Right. Um, But uh, I was hearing about that 20-foot storm surge. That sounds devastating. I shot along the Gulf Coast after Rita Katrina. Mm -hmm. And you've got two things that happened there. In Rita, you had the damage that came from the storm surge. And where I was in Cameron, actually, I was part of the first crew that made it into Cameron. Uh, riding the back of a police car that I was there shooting story on the actually on the officers. And uh, they took me in there. It looked like matchwood. the uh, the houses were flattened. Uh, mm. And all of Cameron and I saw two intact structures.
2: Holy but God.
1: I went to one neighborhood, and um, you know, literally the houses were flattened. Uh, it it reminded me I also lived in Galveston, And I got friends who are evacuating from there now. <laughs> you know they they said the outer bands were hitting them. I saw a Facebook post about three and a half four hours ago. Right, the outer bands of the storm, but um, you know the Galveston storm. Six to eight thousand people died, and they mm-hmm. show these horrible pictures. That's what Cameron looked like, and honestly, that's what Biloxi looked like after Katrina. Uh, so the storm surge—that's one thing. It comes in this wall of water, knocks things over, picks up buildings, and they float, and then they crash into other buildings and they shatter. Um, I saw uh, strip malls where the lower levels had been totally blown out. It looked like a park pavilion, and that had been where storefronts were, mm. uh, which was which was crazy. Uh, and the other thing, and this is what, and I saw that also in in The bottom levels of a condominium were just totally blown out. It looked like a parking garage for the bottom two floors. Truly That's incredible. The power that comes off of st- uh, storm surge.
2: Yeah, and and, and when you consider Orleans, that, when you consider that half of the deaths associated with hurricanes come from storm surge and and hurricane center is talking about a wall of water of storm surge it's 20 feet high uh, yeah, crazy. The, I think they used the right word when they said unsurvivable
1: yeah you don't want to be in the you don't want to be in the path of that uh, I'm glad people are evacuating I'll be keeping those folks in prayer because evacuation itself is a major stress I'm thinking of Galveston trying to get off on the basically there are two ways to get off the island One is a a four-lane, you know, or three lanes going each way, and they probably have it all going off the island. And then, if you go to the far west end of the island, there's another two-lane bridge that goes off the island over a small inlet.
2: Yeah, and And all those uh, people
1: got to get off the island. That's fifty thousand people who live there. Yeah, fifty-five, sixty
2: thousand. There's there's a a very real reason why they built that storm surge wall uh, in Galveston. After the hurricane, yeah. what was it, 1900? 1900. Uh, they killed 1900 so many people? Actually,
1: they built the seawall, and then they raised the level of the island by uh, jacking up the houses and then filling in dirt underneath.
2: Wow. Yeah. They yeah, literally was,
1: raised the level of the houses.
2: That was truly an incredible storm. And, of course, that was pre, obviously, pre-satellite imagery, really pre-any right. forecasting because at that time, uh, we had no diplomatic relations with the government in Cuba, where they actually had a pretty good weather service at the time. So we had no uh, communication with with people farther to the southeast. And so no hint that the storm was coming.
1: Well, they, uh, it was, uh, uh, what was his name? Come on. Uh, I, uh, Isaac's Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was his right. brother. It was his brother, actually, who realized what was going on and tried to get people to listen and then isaac finally he was a senior he finally said uh okay and he started riding up and down trying to get people off the beaches trying to get people to get inland but that storm surge was so strong quite literally houses became boats they got picked up and slammed into each other and that was the devastation
2: yeah truly incredible well we we need to keep all those those folks in prayer uh, hope that uh, the preparations they've made have been adequate and that uh, those who are directly in the path of the storm have evacuated while there's still time. Andy, thanks a lot for the call. Good to hear from you, my friend. Take care.
1: You too. Bye-bye.
2: Quarter before six here on the Bobby Mack Show. Take a quick break here and then be right back with more as we cruise on here on the Wednesday edition on WORD. Welcome back. 5.51 now. It's 9 before 6 here on the Bobby Mac Show. Oh, I mentioned Bette Midler and her vile tweets about uh, the first lady last night. Uh, Now she has walked back a tweet uh, that mocked uh, Melania Trump's accent. Uh, Midler caused a firestorm on social media last night. As the First Lady made remarks from the White House Rose Garden on the second night of the Republican National Convention, oh God, she still can't speak English, Midler tweeted, prompting critics to uh, call her xenophobic. On Wednesday, uh, Midler addressed the controversy but stopped short of an apology, naturally, tweeting, well, All hell is broken loose because I said Melania still can't speak English last night. I was wrong to make fun of her accent. America is made up of people who speak with all kinds of accents, and they are all welcomed always. Unless, of course, they are conservatives and are married to President Trump. I added that last part myself. Uh, Midler posted multiple tweets attacking the first lady. Uh, she also said, uh, you are one lucky Slovenian, and after all that surgery, you hit a kind of horrible jackpot chained to a colossal idiot. Uh, she was not the only one to attack the First Lady. Uh, Kathy Griffin, uh, who is uh, a fifth-rate personality at best, said, seriously, F this B-word. CNN political analyst uh, Brian Kareem replied to griffin makes me want to vomit former nba player rex chapman compared melania's dress to adolf hitler they're so original aren't they Uh, last weekend uh, mrs trump was attacked as a foreigner by former new york times reporter kurt eichenwald after she unveiled her renovations to the rose garden which by the way uh, were based on the the way the Rose Garden was originally put together uh, back during the uh, administration of John F. Kennedy uh, when he tweeted, It is a destruction of our history, something no other First Lady would have had the gall to do. This is the first time I have been furious that Flotus is a foreigner. She has no right to wreck our history. Uh, Mr. Eichenwald later deleted the tweet, and issued an apology. Well, that was certainly big of him, wasn't it? In on the text line, hey, Bobby Mac, if these masks work, then why can't we go into hospitals and see our loved ones? Why is is there a limit in certain stores in the mall? What are we doing? If they don't work, then why are we putting them on our children? These are uh, fair questions. Uh, Bobby, the uh, BLM and Antifa leftist liberals are getting rid of all non-white faces on packages of uh, Land O'Lakes butter, Uncle Ben's rice, etc., etc., only to leave white faces on packages. It's almost like the elites are just using Antifa-like pawns to set up a Marxist, communist, racist country. How about State Farm Insurance? Anybody see the State Farm Insurance where the guy at 3 in the morning is uh, talking to Jake at State Farm? And his wife says, Who are you talking to? Uh, Jake at State Farm. Jake at State Farm. Uh, Give me that phone. And then it shows Jake at State Farm. And she says, What are you wearing, Jake at State Farm? And he says, Uh, khakis. And it's a white guy. Not anymore. Now in the reshot. State Farm commercial. Jake is suddenly a black guy. What do you know? Um, Bobby Kamala is going to give a speech about how the Dems would have handled the virus. That's like a a Cleveland Browns coach commenting about how he would have won the Super Bowl the day after. LOL. Who cares? Yeah, see the uh, NBA? uh they're canceling no oh, i'm sorry that's the wrong word they are boycotting some uh playoff games yeah uh as a uh, what a tribute to uh the uh, the death of uh, Jacob Blake in uh, Kenosha uh what is this? Yeah. NBA pushes back games tonight uh NBA calls off playoff games after Milwaukee Bucks boycott game over the shooting of Jacob Blake, like anybody watches the NBA? Have you seen their ratings? Seen their TV numbers? Hello, nobody home. Speaking of Jacob Blake, his mother was interviewed on CNN by uh, idiot anchor Don women They figured, uh, yeah, this will be a natural. Let's uh, let's get uh, his mom on here to talk about it. Uh, It did not turn out well for CNN or Don Women. That's next in the bonus hour of the Bobby Mack Show here on Wednesday.